Hey, welcome to Witch Police Radio. This is episode 100. Yep, we've made it. And this week we have a very special guest is Chris Hanna from the band Propagandi and from various other things people probably know him from. Mm-hmm. Our randomly generated theme word for the week is murder. So if you haven't heard the show before, we all select songs that relate to the murder theme. And you can find all our past episodes on witchpolice.com. And you can hear our show uh, Monday nights, 11 p.m. on 101.5 UMFM. We're also uh, all over the place on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, whatever else you can think of. Uh, and we're on the Garbage Hill Podcast Network. So uh, please check that out at garbagehillnetwork.com and check out our show and a bunch of other really good ones. Yeah, and to kick things off, we're going to start off with a song by Propagandy. Enjoy the show. Radio. Yeah, this is our 100th episode, actually, which is pretty exciting. Bring, bring. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I know. Ringing <laughs> it in, yeah. ringing it in, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm your regular host, Sam. Regular host, John, here. And this week we have uh, one guest. I think last week we had multiple guests, but this is uh, back to a single guest to host thing. And we have Chris from Propagandy and from the uh, Escape Velocity radio podcast and probably from a lot of other things. But uh, Hi, that's me. Yeah, we're very, very happy to have you. Uh, I think that um, when we first started having guests on our show, um, we kind of went through a list of bands local bands we'd like to have on there and you guys were yeah as far as local bands go propaganda is right up there for you know bands that are known you know internationally really and just have well local bands around. that are good yeah, and good <laughs> i mean there's a, lot, there's a lot of local bands that you know have gone on to bigger things that maybe i don't necessarily want to talk to but <laughs> glad to have <laughs> right you on. On. Yeah, yeah and uh so people who haven't heard the show before it's uh pretty straightforward we have randomly generated theme word we just punch a button on the computer it shoots out to work for us and this week we got a pretty good one uh the <laughs> theme is murder which, you know, I, there's a lot of good songs that uh, go with that. So we all select songs and play songs that relate to the theme and talk about music and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, Chris, do you have an okay time finding some, some murder songs? You know, I, I did. I, where's that friggin'? Oh, my God. It's upstairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. I actually noticed you guys can... Do you edit the show or is this, is this just going to nope, be... No, this is all okay. the fine. This is Sorry, the segment of the show where... Yeah, it's, you're f- trying to find your phone. Sorry yeah. about that. Oh, no. Okay, so I got... I do... I picked four just in case. But cool. Got, well, let's give you some choices, right? I got two here. Should I pick one right now? Is that what well, you we mean? could always start with one right off the hop, yeah? That's a good idea. Sure. What's, your, what's the first one that... I guess first one you thought Well, of? I'm, I'm not sure when you guys are going to release this, but Creator are playing here this Saturday. Yeah, this will okay. be after that. So yeah. After that. Yeah. Okay. So anybody who went to that show will appreciate this. Uh, this is from the new Creator record, Death to the World from Phantom Antichrist. 
definitely fits the murder I mean, thing, death yeah. was, I mean, I, I searched murder all over my yeah. library and I couldn't find that many, actually. Yeah. I was surprised. I found well, out. you know, there's all, the, the, the good thing with the show with the random themes is people can go in any direction they want. Like, I mean, we've had people take just the most ridiculous tangent to get to the word, so okay. I mean, death is a pretty, that pretty was good, pretty direct. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Same direct route. Route. For sure. Yeah. All right, let's check it out.
All right, oh, we're back. That holy was a, shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good way to start <laughs> things off for sure. Um, I, yeah, that was awesome. That I mean, was creator? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully the show was great and not pathetic. Where's it going to be? Where uh, the Garrick. Where okay. was it at? Where was it? Yeah. <laughs> where, <laughs> it, it was at the Garrick. Yeah. And hopefully I was just blown away by it. Well, see, if there anything like that, that would be pretty awesome yeah. to see live for sure. That, I've actually, um, I had kind of an idea of what I wanted to ask you about your band and your podcast and everything, but this kind of changes it, <laughs> that song okay. you played. Um, I, I think I've been listening to you since, I don't know, I think the first album I got of yours was Let's Talk More Rock, like when it came out. Yeah. Then I kind of backtracked and got the first one. But, I mean, I've been listening to you for a long time, and uh, that definitely sounds more like the kind of stuff you guys are doing these days than, you know, the kind of more fat records-y, skate punky thing. And I like the direction you guys have gone in, especially in the last two albums, a lot. Like, I, it's to me, it's very cool for to see a band I've been listening to for that like fifteen years or however long it's been. Uh, first of all, progress because a lot of bands will at that point, you know, just kind of st- stagnate or find something that works and stick with it. But I mean, you guys have got heavier, you got more technical, and uh, just like the songs are, yeah, just more complex and everything. I mean, what happened? Like, how did the, uh, maybe maybe that's a long answer, but. How did the progression happen from what you guys were doing at the very beginning, which was, you know, maybe poppier, hookier, uh, and then to now, which is more thrashy and kind of uh, technical? Well, we when we started the band, actually, me and Jord, like, Jord was the guy who was into more of the punk bands. Okay. And I was I was the metalhead in the band. Yeah. And when we started the band, like, the, if you listen to our first demos that we made, like, in 1988 or whatever... It's like kids trying to make songs like Creator yeah, yeah. or Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There were demos like with the name Propaganda on them that had these ridiculous attempts at being Creator and, you know, failed attempts. Yeah. And But but I can appreciate them now. And, and it's just funny because the other day, uh, Kowalski had sent me on some, you know, down the YouTube rabbit hole yeah. with some metal videos. And I came across this Exodus video, Exodus the pioneering thrash band from the Bay Area back in the 80s, yeah. putting out, you know, records like Bonded by Blood and Pleasures of the Flesh. And um, there was a video by them. It was uh, some fucking, it's like a cowboy song, like Kid Rock, something done in like 1992 or something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh my God, I've never seen this and this is shit. Yeah. Now, now I remember why. I remember why I lost interest in the thrash metal scene that I had committed myself to in yeah. the 80s and got interested in underground punk bands at the time like Born Against or Drop Dead or whatever and and, and was interested in you know that No Effects Rib record or the Bad yep. Religion mm-hmm. Suffer record yep. because they were still playing fast for sure you know, yeah. they weren't yeah. doing this they weren't trying to stay stay abreast of the grunge scene and all this embarrassing stuff that a lot of the metal bands did in the 90s and uh and I think that's, you know, we were like, okay, well, fuck it. We like this Bad Religion Suffer record is yeah, it's really fucking good amazing. So, yeah, yeah. It's like Motorhead meets the Ramones. Let's yeah. let's try to do that, George. Let's, let's incorporate some of that. And uh, and then it just kind of, especially when we recorded those songs we made at that time at the studio, uh, that No Effects and Bad Religion made the records at with the same producer. Right. You know? so, yeah. It sounded yeah. even more like that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I still think it was different. Like, it was still, there was still the metallic, like, we were shitty at our instruments, but it still had that metallic. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't, yeah. Undertone to it. And it was essentially, we just got better at, our, at, at playing our instruments as the years went by and were able to finally kind of approximate 
the sounds that we wanted. Yeah, because this is ridiculously yeah. technical. Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can't Guitar do that. We, I mean, Jordan doesn't do double kick. I can't play leads like that. Um, I can't sing like that. Kowalski can for a short, but he, I mean, he he just blows his <laughs> face yeah. off when yeah. he does it. Uh, but we do something, you know. Yeah, between the two worlds, for sure, for sure. That we that we like. So that's the answer. All right, that's a good answer for sure. <laughs> it's yeah. because Exodus sucked in the early nineties. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you must have, I mean, I imagine you've gained a lot of fans along the way. Did you lose any fans from changing over into oh, yeah. something a lot heavier? Every record. Yeah. Every record we lose fans. Okay. Yeah. And then, but then new ones show up. For sure, it's, yeah. Or, I mean, the first record, obviously, came out at a really weird time. And it got around, like, mm-hmm. a lot. Like, it's, yes. so many people heard it. And it's, it was a novelty record for people, you know, back in the yeah. in the '90s skate scene. Like, oh, look at this fucking weird band. Well, I guess the lyrical content too wasn't really what people yeah. were singing about in those other bands at the time, right? I mean, yeah, it was it was a bit different, but it was just kind of it was more cartoonish, and uh, a lot of people latched onto it. And then when we we realized, oh, people are listening. Yeah, let's let's stop getting drunk all the time, and <laughs> let's let's be let's be relatively serious about yeah what we actually our values on on the next record yeah mm-hmm. and then less talk more rock came out and it was like whew, nosedive you know mm-hmm. like people were like what the fuck like back then putting gay positive on the front of your record yeah right instantly the, yeah, yeah. all those skate surfer snowboard crowd yeah, yeah. gone they're yeah. gone yeah and uh, i remember having that shirt at the time with that on the back yeah and like in high school people gave me some weird looks oh yeah and, you know, was, yeah, yeah for sure yeah uh Luckily, that's kind of, I mean, that's yeah, changed now. Yeah, now it seems like it's a little, yeah. But, uh, and then every record from there, same shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone's yeah. like, this is the worst. What happened to you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're like, well, I don't know, man. Uh, and then six months later, you know, the same people maybe listened to it and they're like, okay, actually, this is their, this is their best record. Yeah, yeah. But sure, it's, it's too late by yeah. then, you know, yeah. the, the marketing cycle's done and everyone's already said it sucked. Right. So you've got to look at the bad reviews and everything. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I mean... I think I think for the past three records probably, um, maybe there's a bit less of that. It's like we've retained, yeah, uh, some people since 2000, maybe even 2001. Yeah, I mean, people have stuck around a little more because um, maybe we're maybe it's a little. There's more of a common thread. Yeah, I, like I think there's a common thread from the very first demo we ever made till now. Yeah, but I think I can see how an outside listener would either pick. You know, today's empires, tomorrow's ashes, from like 2000, yeah. or Potemkin City Limits as as being like, okay, now the band is doing this. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's changed. Some. I mean, I definitely thought that about today's empires because, like, I had you know when that came out, I had listened to you guys for however many years before that, and I was sort of getting into different stuff, and I was like, oh, hey, cool, new propaganda record, I buy it. I put it on, I was just like, holy fuck, this is like, you know, I mean, it hits you really, it's really heavy and fast and awesome, and that kind of, I didn't realized that was going to happen. You know, I had this yeah. preconceived idea of what you sounded like based on the first two, and this was, like, it was totally different. And it sounded to me like a turning point, but I guess you guys were just always kind of just growing yeah, whatever you were doing. Moving that way, and we also grew up with record, like bands didn't put out like, every record you got back in the 80s in the, in the punk and the metal scene. Yeah. They, each one was like, what? Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. You, had to, you had to kind of recalibrate to listen to the band, and then, and like Voivod. Yeah. Oh my God, every record, it's like a different band in a way. Yeah. And uh, that was great. That's what we loved about how, why it was so exciting to get a new record. For sure, yeah. Because yeah. you didn't know what they were going to do expect, next. Yeah. 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 And I think we don't do it like, let's be different. It's just, 
I think it's just you, you try to try to move ahead and titillate yourself with something, yeah, 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 something new. Sure. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, get into another tune here. Sure. Should I play one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to play something um, from the 80s. This is a, a group or a guy who goes as Snowy Red. And he's from Belgium and played in a band called Chainsaw before that. I haven't, I don't know who they are. <laughs> but maybe in Bel if one was from Belgium, they would know. <laughs> and um, his stuff was re-released not too long ago. And so this is part of like a re-release. Um, after being in a punk band, uh, started doing solo stuff. He started getting into keyboards. I'm kind of into keyboards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, found that none of the punk bands around the area wanted a, you know keyboards and the, the sounds he was making yeah. in his, his music. So he just started doing stuff on his own with a, you know, like a rhythm box. Uh, very inspired by like a band like Suicide, oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. yeah. And um, yeah, I've been thinking about you know what I could play off of. I've got a couple of these. What I could play on the show. There's a song on here called Blood, Blood, Blood. So that's pretty Sounds good. like <laughs> yeah. uh, someone may may have been murdered in yeah. it. Uh, so this is... This is new or a reissue, though? This is a reissue now. This is part oh, of something from the 80s. But this is yeah recorded on a two-track cool. in the 80s, in 1981. And this is part of your recent like Belgium-a-thon. Getting into <laughs> getting all like, minimal wave yeah. synth yeah. music, yeah. 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 Right so uh, here's some Snowy Red. Cool. Strange song by Snowy Red. That's pretty awesome. I like and that. Yeah. yeah, so this album was just him in his room with a two-track recorder, you know, <laughs> instruments on one and some vocals, vocals yeah, on the yeah. other. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of the stuff has like that sort of um, uh, delayed vocal effect. Yeah, just a little Ibanez delay pedal. 
Yeah, well, he's doing the feedback probably, or something. Probably did a live, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, later on he would play with, he had a four-piece band at one point, and uh, I'm kind of curious if there's some video out there. He put out a VHS once to coincide with one of his albums, but he would have pretty theatrical live shows, too, with, like, two different projections happening, and uh, he had sounds, dancers when he first started. And that sounds very familiar. Very, like, there's a his picture there, he's in makeup, and he was, it was kind of like a whole yeah. affair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so interesting music. It was cool. Uh, interesting guy. Obviously fits the murder theme with the blood. blood, <laughs> yeah, blood. blood. Yeah. It remind, the vibe reminds me a lot of, uh, again, going back to Winnipeg in the 80s, staying up late to watch Alternative Rock Stand on the Cable Access Channel. It used mm. to be this show with Dan Pache. This guy hosted it, and they would just play crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was, it was uh, interesting for little punk rockers to be waiting for you know a punk song to come on. He'd sit through all this stuff that yeah. sounded like the residents. Or, yeah. Just thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> but that stuff is almost like more punk than the punk songs, you know. Like I mean, yeah, sort yeah. of the attitude of it or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, just take a weird synthesizer and a yeah. microphone. And, yeah, yeah, it's a cool vibe for sure. Uh, one thing I was uh, wondering about when we were talking before uh, before the song about you know the way your band has progressed and everything, um, or hasn't progressed depending on you want to get it. Um, like in terms of the actual content, the, the message you guys are getting across, because I mean, obviously you're a band that has a very strong message in pretty much every song. Uh, if you you know a record you recorded twenty years ago, like the, the re-release that came out of How to Clean Everything last year, uh, to something now, I mean, has has there been any significant changes where you look back and say, oh, I can't believe like, I'm thinking twenty years ago, something I would have said that probably, maybe you've yeah, changed your mind. Not about. not really, no? like, uh, you know, the the nuance, the yeah. sense of nuance has changed, mm-hmm. and the way we would say stuff has yeah. definitely changed. But I think the stuff on that record that is the most regrettable is like the. The songs that were never meant Don't for anybody any. outside of yeah. the Royal Albert, right, right, you know, yeah. on a drunken Thursday. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're just novelty songs. They're, they're just fucking dumb and embarrassing, cartoonish. <laughs> but um, no, sometimes I mean, sometimes I'm surprised. I look back, I'm like, holy fuck, we're lucky we got some of that stuff right in quotation yeah, marks. Yeah, right, yeah. right as far as our values have remained consistent, mm. whether yeah. or not they're right in somebody else's eyes, I don't know. But I'm not totally embarrassed by um, the statements on the record. Mm-hmm. That's totally good. Right. I mean, yeah. It's I'm just mildly embarrassed by the statements. Okay. On the right. well, yeah. <laughs> in a similar vein, like you're writing the lyrics, I imagine everyone in the band is on the same page for these things. Is there a lot of discussion or are you guys oh, yeah, similar minded, minded as well, far as causes are concerned? Similar in that... Uh, a lot of our values um, are the same, mm-hmm. but uh, how we how we project those out into the world can sometimes be very different. Or you know, there's lots of on any on any one issue, all of us I'm sure see things yeah. a little bit different from a different angle, yeah. of course. Yeah, but I don't know if we've really. Um, I think I think on maybe one record we. Uh, I have a memory of us sitting down and, and having a discussion. Are we sure this is what you want to say with this song? You know. Mm. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think I think we've all been relatively on the same page. We're not a political party. Yeah. And I'm and maybe some of the guys in the band are a little uh, give the lyric writer more leeway. You know, they they know perhaps yeah. the represent. You know, the lyric writer is essentially representing their own feelings. Mm-hmm. And dragging everybody along with them in a way, but uh, we haven't had a 
And we've actually adjusted lyrics now, now that you mention it. Like that song on the first record called Highly Salas Up Your Ass. Yeah, yeah. We're just calling it Fuck Religion now. Or I, is that what we're calling it? I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, if you didn't know the song title, you heard it. That's what you'd assume the song yeah, was called. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the, the title and some of the lyrics were just confusing yeah. and uh, meant for our own reflection at the time. And we've just adjusted small things to make it more... Um, to, to give it meaning to us now. Yeah. yeah. Without uh, perhaps uh, embarrassing ourselves further. <laughs> Sam, did you play that song on the show? No, I didn't. Oh. I've, I've played some of your songs on the show yeah. before, not that one. No, okay. no. Um, no, that scene seems like it would be funny for me to play because I'm a huge reggae nerd. But <laughs> well, I, I mean, so so were some of the guys in our band. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, yeah, we, we were not proficient at reggae. <laughs> um, so, like, ha, 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 I mean, there's no way knowing this, obviously, but do you think there's a significant percentage of your audience is is there for the message, and some of them, are, or just for, I mean, hey, this rocks, I want to listen to it, I you know, I can jump around to it, and I want it in my headphones, or I mean, obviously, the message is an important part of the band. You look at the liner notes, you got a lot of detail on there, book book references, you know, websites people to check out. Obviously, it's important. Um, I guess with every band that has a political message, like there's going to be a, a segment of the audience that is just there for the, for the show. I mean, do you, do you feel like um, the message is getting across to those people? Like, are they? Do you feel like someone goes to your show or buys one of your records and they actually maybe learn something, or do you think there's still a group of them that are just gonna? Yeah, I think it's like a, it's a potpourri yeah. of of different people. Like I, every other, if you take a cross section of any group of people, at pretty much any sort of entertainment related event yeah mm-hmm. you know there's everything all kinds are there uh, creator that we played they're actually a very intensely political metal band okay for a thrash metal band <clears throat> in terms of progressive politics but i wouldn't suspect that their entire crowd are yeah yeah are activists sure. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and it's the same with us we have we have like everybody under the sun shows up to the shows and we have uh very a wide range of interactions with people who listen to us uh, via social media or yeah. letters or whatever everybody from i mean some really fucked up people in prison to oh, really? to people who are now um movers and shakers in yeah. you know sort of more reputable <laughs> lines of work yeah. so we, and everybody and all of them have something to offer us yeah you know when we when we cross paths with them i think um it's definitely not a one-way way street we don't expect it. i mean like i say we're not a political party we're not fucking teachers we're just yeah. all we've ever done is said what we thought yeah or felt and uh, <coughs> and i guess that's people call that political and um we don't really have i don't really have you know expectations of the listenership really just put it out there and they they kind of interpret it how they yeah yeah you do your part and what that's, yeah that's i know I, I get i guess in a in some way i think uh what we're trying to do is connect people out there who are like we were yeah. totally isolated and um divorced from grassroots activism on a number of issues connect yeah. them to people who are actually on the ground doing that stuff 
we're just conduits, you know, yeah. like sharing with our people, which is largely um, white dudes in NHL starter caps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sharing with them what we found out from people who aren't yeah. that demographic, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And because th- those are our people, whether we like it or not, you know, and so um, to try to make things a little better. Yeah, I think I think that's a good, that that explains it very well because I, when I first heard you guys, like I grew up vegetarian, I never eaten meat, still haven't, and um, for me it was like this is a band singing about like animal rights, so, like it was really cool, and no one else I knew was in that situation as, as I was when I was you know fourteen or however old it was when I first heard it, and it kind of I feel like people hearing that it did encourage people I knew to kind of look into it more or maybe not like try to sneak turkey into my food as much you know what I mean uh, like they, they it, 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 it kind of was a I don't know if it was just you guys or there's other other bands and other things they were kind of influenced by but uh it was cool to see that happen because uh you know I definitely felt isolated as a kid because everyone I knew ate meat and it was like this weird thing I didn't do but it was it was nice to hear a band that I liked and they were you know you guys had the same message and kind of on the same uh cool yeah same vibe that's, there so that, that's great I mean we, we grew up in small town Manitoba yeah. so in the 80s yeah so um we know how it feels yeah, I yeah. Think, to to again be isolated and then to go somewhere and realize you know we moved into winnipeg and we're like yeah. holy fuck yeah it's <laughs> so all this all these people doing these different in, in a backwater town like winnipeg for sure yeah. it seemed like you know a new beginning yeah uh, so yeah i get that well the thing about winnipeg too is uh, that i, I, I that I like about your music, and I mentioned this in the show before, about a lot of bands. I like when bands will make hyper local references, um, and you guys do that a lot. I mean, with the hockey references, for one thing, for sure, you have hockey references on. I think every record, probably, yeah, yeah and, which is which is great. And then um, there's specific Winnipeg stuff. I mean, and specific Canada stuff, specific. And it always seems weird to me. I mean, I listen to bands from other countries, other cities, and I'm sure that's happening, and I'm not even picking up on it. But uh, there's a video that I've seen on YouTube of you guys playing uh, at Deer Coach's Corner in Australia. And the entire crowd is singing along. And it's really cool, but the whole time I'm watching, I think, does anyone here know who Ron McLean is or Don Cherry is? And how does that feel for you guys? I mean, do you? It, it's obviously a very specific thing you're talking about. I mean, the song is more than just the hockey references, but it's a localized reference, and everyone in the crowd in a country that may not even have ever touched a hockey stick. Like, Yeah. How does I, that... There might, there might be some... Uh, I mean, with sport, at least, because that is about yeah. sport specifically, I've... You know, people seem to have made an effort to like, well, who the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. They, they pick up, oh, this is about organize, some organized sport. Yeah. And, oh, that sounds a lot like um, <clears throat> what happens before <laughs> NFL games. Yeah, so, right, right, right. You know, and we've had a lot of people contact us saying, yeah, man, I'm fucking so sick of, and they talk about it in, you know, uh, you know, f- soccer. Yeah. Some, you know, in Europe or wherever. Yeah, I guess the same um, routine happens with every sport. It's, yeah, yeah, to... to, to a larger or lesser degree. Yeah. I think it appears like the NFL and the NHL are the worst offenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, every, I mean, people seem to kind of get that tune at least, but I'm sure the other Winnipeg references are just cool. Totally yeah, like you have one, uh, one about the, uh, those, those billboards that went Broadway. Right. And yeah, then which are now gone. They're not even there anymore. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it, it kind of ruins Had the Had I known right? that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's someone in like the States even, isn't it? Someone in Calgary may not even get that. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, so it's, I don't know. So I like I like hearing that even if I don't even if I'm not from the city I hear something it sounds like something that I'm never gonna know about but it's something yeah. <laughs> it's cool you guys do that yeah. but anyway I'll I'll get into a song here uh, so I stop rambling and um, I'm gonna play a song from 1930 it's uh, by Lonnie Johnson um, 
I think people who've listened to the show a lot have kind of know that I, I really like the weird old, like really crappy recordings of these old blues guys. Mm. And there's a lot of really kind of twisted um, subject matter in, in, the, in the songs. And uh, so this is a song, he's basically kind of idolizing Mexico as a place he wants to be. Um, and it starts off, he's, you know, all these reasons why he thinks Mexico will be great. And it eventually turns out he wants to go to Mexico because everyone is just killing each other. And it's awesome because they're just killing each other all the time. And he wants to go there so he can shoot people. <laughs> so it's wow. a, it's called a, um, Blues for Murder Only, which is a great name for a song. And it's it's very strange. I mean, I, I have no idea how, how well this was received in 1930, but uh, it's cool. So <laughs> Lonnie Johnson, Blues for Murder Only.
All right, back on Witch Police Radio, where we're joined in the blanket fort by Chris from Propagandy. And Sam, that was quite Yeah, that was Got <laughs> the Strange number. number Only by Lonnie Johnson. Uh, yeah, 1930. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't make me want to go to Mexico. <laughs> I don't know if he had ever actually been to Mexico. It seems like uh, he's got this idealized, well, I don't know if it's idealized, but uh, right. idea of shooting. In where, was he, where was he from? Uh, he's from the States. He actually ended Do up... Do you know in, where? Uh, let me find out. New Orleans. Oh, yeah. And he, he born in the 1890s, which is crazy. Yeah. So, But he ended up living in Toronto uh, in the 60s. Like, he died in 1970. And he, yeah, he lived in Toronto in the 60s. He play, played a show there, apparently, and four people showed up. And then he played a show the next night, and, like, a ton of people showed up. So, yeah. And he, he apparently figured that Toronto was, like, uh, less racist than states. Right. So he stayed there yeah. and ended up becoming Canadian, so that's kind of cool. Hmm. That's, that's another great vibe of a song. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess... Uh, Robert Johnson, Dark Was the Night, is sort of the benchmark. That they're For all, sure. Yeah. Th- that has that really nice ghostly Yeah, yeah it's vibe. creepy. There's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of those yeah. songs that are creepy. and it's uh, That one almost had a modern, like the little, there's a little chord in there that he uses that, and some of his vocal stuff sounds yeah. almost like a modern vibe to it. Too. Well, apparently Jack White has covered this, oh, which really? kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I could see that kind of style. Uh, I was going to say, it would make a good cover. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this guy apparently, too, Lonnie Johnson, is apparently a pioneer of the electric violin. Oh yeah, which I haven't actually heard. I've only heard a few of his songs. This is one of them, and like I've heard a lot of the acoustic guitar and singing. But I'm kind of curious to see what he did with that because mm-hmm. it's uh, sort of an unusual uh, yeah thing to be doing. You know, yeah, so yeah, mm, for sure. but yeah, fits the murder theme. He's talking about mur- plenty, plenty of murders down in Mexico. So I <laughs> <laughs> figured it'd be a good choice. Nice to, one. To go um, so Chris, uh, um, you have a podcast now. Is that is that right? Yeah, uh, it's called Escape Velocity Radio. Okay. Seems to be a lot more professional setup than ours down here. Uh, by the sound, uh, barely, of it, yeah. barely, not really. We're in a basement. Yeah, uh, best place to be for podcasts. Yours is more cozy. <laughs> um, mine's a little more depressing. Okay, and uh, we just stick mics in our faces. That's the big oh, yeah. difference. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, it's uh, it was sort of the outgrowth of a of a dead podcast called G Seven. Radio, which yeah, we, I remember we that, yeah. me and Derek, the guy who does the po- I do the podcast with, we used to do this record label. We put out some Winnipeg stuff like Malfaction, The Weaker Thans, and we closed shop on that. And then, but the thing we missed the most about it was the was the podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we started it up again in the basement. And, and uh, what is the like? I'm not familiar with it. What's the format? The, and, and well, stuff? the format. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what the format is. Well, I mean, I w- it seems to me as a, as a list, I li- I've listened to it quite a bit. It seems like it's, I mean, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I don't think it's the idea behind it, but it, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, definitely funny. And then there's like the uh, a lot of interviews with people on on very serious topics, but done in not necessarily uh, overly serious. I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. And then I've noticed recently too, you guys have been kind of uh, re looking at old G Seven albums. Uh, yeah. At the end of the shows, and that But Alive album, I still have. I've played that on the show here actually before. Oh, you the did? Song from that, I love it. Yeah. I still have it. Yeah, so that was really cool to hear because I, I knew none of the background. Yeah. I think at the time I just bought it because it was on G7 and I liked every other band I'd heard on G7. And yeah. I still know nothing about them, but that kind of <laughs> filled in some info, which was cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's monthly, right? You guys are doing it once a month? Well, or? we're trying to, yeah. Um, sometimes we skip a month because I'm either out of town or yeah. I have fucked up my schedule so badly that. I can't make time for it, but uh, we do. I mean, for us, we edit the thing so heavily uh, because we waste so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is a, probably a much smarter way to do it. <laughs> doing it live and fuck it, send yeah. it off. Yeah, but um, we just got in this habit of trying to make ourselves sound smarter than we it's are. It's nice to cut out a few ums and ahs oh, yeah. along the way and yeah. likes. 
Yeah, I know. We I listened back to our show and the amount of likes and us and for sures and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, we still do it. Still going. I can't believe we're up to twenty five episodes now. We just did one with Ryan McMahon. Yeah, listen to the other day. It was good. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's got a good podcast too. Isn't yeah, it? totally. Awesome Red Man Laughing. Yeah. yeah. If you're a podcast lover, go check yeah. out Red Man Laughing. Yeah. So where would that one be, and where would yours be if people want to check them out? Um, our escapevelocityradio.com is where you can check ours out online, or I'm sure through the iTunes directory, mm-hmm. you could find it there. And same with Ryan McMahon's Red Man Laughing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, another Winnipeg podcast. Yeah, it's a very yeah. very good one too. Do you do you, uh, I mean for the guests on your show? How do you how do you sort that? Out? I mean for us, we're mostly talking to bands. We we've played in bands a lot. We know pe- everyone, most of our friends have played in bands. It's fairly easy to get the connections. But I mean, a lot of people we're talking to are not very outside of the music world. Uh, do you have pre-existing connections with all these people, or is it just well, sort of? I mean, every I mean, everybody knows somebody who knows yeah that person that you're looking for mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. You know, especially when you hit our age. Yeah. So. Uh, we just find a topic that we find ourselves talking about um, casually outside yeah. the podcast and arguing about, <laughs> and uh, we think, or or that people are arguing about, and we try to get somebody in to make sense of it for us, yeah. and then debrief and find out if we've learned anything, which we rarely have. <laughs> have you had a good reception to it, like from the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think so, especially for. I mean, it's it's kind of typical of, of stuff I'm involved in. There's really not a lot to hang your hat on. It's all over the place. Yeah. And uh, like you say, it's kind of funny, but who like a lot of people don't, who like funny don't want to sit there and listen to a fucking yeah. serious yeah. conversation. But that's we can't help it. That's part of the why we're interested. So um, it's another little sort of niche thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that we do. Do you think, I mean, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I try to. Yeah. Time is of the essence for me, but I try. Yeah. I, I tend to, I kind of go with what I know, like the Big Picture Science, which is the SETI podcast, uh, the Red Man Laughing podcast. Yeah. Um, as, what else? There used to be a bunch. There used to be this one, Mysterious Universe. You ever hear of Mysterious no, Universe? No. Oh, my God. It's like this paranormal podcast. Oh, cool. It's so... It's so dumb that it's genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're just way out there on stuff. Yeah, and they they've really professionalized it, so it's it's extremely silly. Yeah. Okay. But uh, hmm. anyways, yeah, I haven't had a lot of time in the past four and a half years for <laughs> yeah. to dedicate the, yeah. to podcast. I see all these titles go by, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god. Well, so many of them. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to throw to another uh, song relating to murder? Sure. Um, well, the the other one I have here, you know, I'm just going to seem like the fucking dumb banger at this, <laughs> at this uh, event, but it's a band from Chicago called E-Trope from a record called Amnesty that they put out back in probably 1987. And the song is called Kill the Enemy. And they were another um, criminally underrated metal band that actually had some progressive politics, which was kind of unheard of back then especially for a band that called themselves Street Metal from Chicago. So this is E-Trope with Kill the Enemy. I'm 
right, we're back. Yeah, that was uh, murderous. <laughs> yeah. Good. I, I feel like there's, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't listen to too much of that kind of stuff, but uh, usually the, the heavier stuff I listen to is, like, I really like doom metal, so I yep. like really slow and super sludgy, and the, the faster stuff, I mean, I'm not too exposed to, but it seems like, uh, I might be wrong, but a lot of this stuff's getting reissued, or is getting more, is is this coming back? Like, it, um, I think there's been sort of a, a resurgence in interest in that scene, a, a little, some of it's sort of ornamental. Yeah. Like uh, some of the you know the younger bands coming up and fucking dressing up. I don't know. I'm at first I was torn. I saw the bands kind of trying to cop the image of the of some of the '80s Bay Area bands and yeah. You know you get that feeling like oh you weren't fucking there. What yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But then but now like I'm I recently saw a uh, Iron Reagan our band. This is the guys from Municipal Waste who have this band. And, it's a good uh, Aaron Reagan. Yeah, and they they uh, they kind of do that whole. I don't want to say shtick, but they do. A couple of them are a little older, but they're still. They weren't there, uh, <laughs> but they do it really well, and it's really it has the same fun, ridiculous yeah. vibe. So, yeah, and I don't know. I I I think Etrope are still going to get missed, overlooked. They had some bad records after this first. This first one was really good, called Amnesty, and then they. Had a decent one after that, and then shit after that, which was well, the most better. Yeah. Hit the nineties. Yeah. Everybody except for Sacrifice, Razor, and Voivod just became shit. Not everybody, but a little Canadian bands too, right? Like yeah, yeah cool. I mean, yeah. might be a little biased, <laughs> but uh, Sacrifice was still putting out good records in '93, and Razor all the way through the nineties had good weird records. So and hmm. all that stuff got reissued by Warren Music, right? Yeah, and a lot of that. Like they, yeah, hilarious yeah. local. Yeah fucking connection to all that yeah, stuff. It's weird, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, then you guys did that split with Sacrifice, too. That was yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's also unbelievable. Yeah. The most yeah. unbelievable thing ever. Yeah. I, almost, I was almost worried when it came out because I thought, well, now what? <laughs> you know, you can, you can end it. It's nothing, over, else, yeah. nothing else to do. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's kind of like a high... <laughs> sounds like a sort of a career high. Yeah, absolutely. It, it seems like you guys have a pretty steady stream, though. Were there, like, points where things weren't working out or is it a pretty... I mean, maybe there are times when there's less focus on certain aspects of what you're doing but as far as maintaining a band for this long it's pretty remarkable the yeah there was i mean in 2003 or 2004 or whatever fucking year it was the record potemkin city yeah. limits came out um it was our last year as a three-piece mm-hmm. that was a tough time because i just felt like we can't do this like this anymore we don't want to add another person to the band uh, playing these songs live sucks because we made them, you know, we record them with two guitars. Yeah. And, um, and it was just a very dismal time for our band in relation to what was going on in our so-called amongst our so-called peers yeah. in the in the punk scene. Well, it was a pretty different record, too. I mean, the yeah. sounds... Oh, yeah, and it was another yeah. one where everyone's like, oh, you're really done this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now people are all like, oh, that one, that one's really cool. That's yeah. a cool record. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like, I like to think of it the way I think of some of the Rush records that came out after Moving Pictures and before Roll the Bones, okay. because people, that's sort of like this, for some people, it's this black hole of... <laughs> of you know the keyboard era of rush i right. think it's their best era by far like grace under pressure uh hold your fire the, I'm, and i like to think of 
Potemkin in the same way because it's sort of a dreary record like yeah. some of those Rush records were. Um, the recording isn't as in your face, but there's it's there's sort of like hidden things like you. I don't know. It's not. It's not just a. I kind of like that. It, that it's it's the run to the litter. Yeah, it's the underdog mm-hmm. record. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you've alluded to being super busy uh, a few times, and I mean, you guys <laughs> have like tours coming up. But is this like just all consuming, trying to maintain the band, or is there a lot of other stuff you've got on on your plate? Uh, well, it's all consuming trying to get all four guys um, in the same room at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Um, which is which is how the magic you know really happens for us it's always been pairing off to get things rolling yeah. but then once once you've beaten a sketch of a song in the shape you need all four guys to make it something that you know you yeah. really want to show the world and you fucking yeah. want to steamroll people's faces and there's it's so hard like beeves in school I got two kids. George's got this fucking stupid job. Todd's going off for all this art class stuff all the time. Which and I don't begrudge anybody for anything they're doing. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> so uh, we we you know, it's just and it's always it's always been that way. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, our band has never been easy to to pull it off because we've never committed to doing it in any sort of you know reasonable well, not reasonable any sort of full time. 24/7 fashion even though we kind of we kind of live and breathe it like that but not the way other bands do where they treat it like a business we've never treated yeah. it like a business we just treated it like something we love that's interesting because because of how successful you've been i mean because we've we've had this comes up a lot when we talk to local bands is like how much do they actually is it a full-time job do they have like you know any time for other things school jobs mortgages whatever and like all of those bands that are doing it business like are are they're just starting out like they you know they maybe put out one album and they're trying to like push it as hard as they can yeah it's interesting to hear from you guys who are what six seven albums in and you have tons of fans you can tour like the world and stuff and you're still not a business kind of cool well we got lucky too like i, I can't we, just just the sort of the climate of the 90s with with the whole fucking fat records epitaph thing for yeah. a while we we benefited from that for sure like it, it kind of launched us mm-hmm. and we're still and then we just kind of we came down a bit, and then we just plat. You know, yeah. we're still gliding along, yeah, gliding yeah, yeah, on the yeah. thermal somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I mean, it's it's not, it's nowhere near as easy. Not that it was easy, but it's way harder now. Mm. Yeah. For anything to happen for people, unless they do the whole kind of by the number shtick. There's not a lot of. It seems to me like there's not a lot of room for something to come out of come out of thin air mm-hmm. yeah. doing, doing your own thing and bowling people over um, or at least for making a so-called career of it but yeah. yeah yeah but I mean I think we are sort of a case study and you can be really fucked up and do things the absolute opposite of what you're supposed to do and it works and out. you can still make it work if, yeah. if if you just don't have these crazy expectations and you know I don't know do you guys have anything uh, set up for future? Like, do you have any? Are you working on any new music? Or yep. Yeah, we, yeah, we got a bunch of tunes in various stages of incompletion, and uh, if we could commit, you know, to full time four guys in a room stuff, we'd have we'd be recording a record by next spring for sure. Oh, cool. But uh, it's going to take longer. Just 
Yeah. Just we're doing it so piecemeal right now. Mm. But we're excited. I mean, we're, again, genuinely excited where, where we'll, the stuff we have, where it's heading. So yeah. that's a good sign because if you're, with all, everything going on, if we felt like we plateaued, it'd be easy just to be like, fuck, just yeah. phone it in. You know, we're all busy, but... Well, I think that's what I was saying before. What I kind of like about how your the progression was the progression of your sound, right? I mean, it's it would be easy for someone in your situation. You've been around this long. You have this many records. You have an existing fan base. You just yeah, phone it in. Do the same thing for the next three records as you've done, you know, before. But it's yeah. So yeah, I think we would be the four of us would be emotionally incapable of phoning stuff in. We just we would just quit. So it's good. Got yeah. it. So I'm going to play another song that relates to the murder theme. Uh, this song is uh, by Barrington Levy. It's called Murderer. Uh, it's obviously very direct, both of my songs here, connection to theme. Uh, this came out in 81, and it's um, kind of the era of early dance hall that is sort of my go-to, like, for sure. I mean, we've talked about this in the show a lot before. I tend to play a lot of reggae on here, and this is sort of, there's a time frame, and there's a certain set of producers and backing musicians and stuff, and it's just, like, it's the sweet spot for me. I could listen mm. to it forever. And this is in there. It's a really iconic song uh, I think even people who don't necessarily know it will recognize because it's been sampled so many times and things like that but uh, if it's the murder theme it's basically about the cops and the authorities and how much they suck and yeah so let's check it out cool To kill off the youth, no dress up in a jacket and them dress up in a tie. Come a good toast, want to tell feel lies, them a murderer. I tell them already, we have to tell them again. Tell them already, we have to tell them again. But them a clean at them cheap, one come kick out my teeth. Come in at them red, want to lick off my head. Come into my lane, want to fly out my brain. Them dress up them dress up in a tie Want to deprive I'm on from my rights Them a murderer Them a murderer I Watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them Watch them a come Watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them Watch them a come Them a vampire Then we suck out your blood Watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them Watch them a come Watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them Watch them a come my murderer I Tell them already We have to tell them again Tell them already We have to tell them again Anyone we no like or we no keep them free Girls we don't feel We don't chat to them Cause them my murderer They're my murderer I Dress up in a jacket And them dress up in a tie Want to deprive they muggling at them jeep, won't come kick out my teeth. Come into my lane, want to fly out my brains. Them dress up in a black, want to send that them cats. Them a murderer. 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 Sticky do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that. See? Watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them. 
Alright, so that was uh, Murder, obviously fits the murder theme uh, pretty blatantly. Uh, 1981, Barrington Levy, uh, pretty iconic uh, reggae song, mm -hmm. I, I think. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was the first thing I thought of when the theme Murder came up, so I forgot I should probably play it. Usually that's going with the, the first instinct is good. Yep. So, I mean, I know John may not agree with that, or you do actually. You kind of <laughs> grab stuff right off the shelves. Like, I'm usually grabbing stuff 10 right minutes before, before the, the show, guest yeah. arrives, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true, that's true. That's all I got, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a good good tune. Fits the theme. Enjoyable. Nice. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna you know I think wrap it up uh, for another week here on Witch Police Radio. But um, before we do, do you want to just tell people where they can find again your podcast and and obviously your your band's music. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you can find our podcast at escapevelocityradio.com, and you can find our band Propagandy. At propagandy.com. Yeah, you can probably just Google. I'm sure propagandy. if you Google it, it's probably the only thing you're yeah. talking about. Try Google it. Yeah, yeah. We'll do you guys have any, uh, any any touring going on soon or? Uh, just just uh, like a southern U.S. Um, a short southern U.S. thing in cool. December. Cool. And nothing nothing planned after that. Our other guitar players having a kid in the spring, mm. and is just overwhelmed at school. So, oh, yeah. Maybe we'll try to jam in some weekend things or play play Winnipeg or something. I don't know. Hope you play winning. I haven't actually seen you live since 1997. Oh yeah, just because every time I'm We're better now. I promise. <laughs> I mean, better. they're not in town or it's sold out. It sells out crazy fast. Like those shows lately have just every time I hear, oh great, I'm gonna go to this, and then no, people lined up at music into you know, music at six in the morning, or whatever, and got to. Yeah, that that must be nice though, the hometown crowd. Like, it is. Like that was hasn't always been that way. Yeah, yeah. At all, hated. Yeah. Locally for a long time. Really? Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think, that's, <laughs> I think that was at the rendezvous that I saw you guys. They're walking, rocking racism. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, uh, yeah. You were probably at that. Yeah, I would have been at that. I've seen you since. I saw you at the Garrick. Yeah. Still yeah. a little while ago, though. I think the Garrick was post-hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when people were like, okay, well, yeah, well time has passed. and <laughs> Give them a chance again. Don't yeah. hate them much yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, well um, I guess we should tell people where to find our show. Sure. I mean, I know you have another song to close it out, but uh, if people want to find our show... Um, they can go a lot of places. Like thewitchpolice.com, hit podcast. There's a link to all the previous 99, because this is episode 100, uh, episodes for free download and streaming. Uh, you can find us on the actual radio, Monday nights at 11 p.m. on 11.5 UMFM. Uh, if you're not in Winnipeg, it's umfm.com. You can stream it there. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram now. Uh, and we're also on the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which is a local uh, podcast network of really interesting DIY radio. It's kind of the the goal of it is to be like a one stop shop to find really cool things people are doing in their basements on various topics. Like there's not all music, but I think we're the only music show actually. So, all right, yeah, people should check that out. And you guys are, I imagine, are on Twitter. We are on Twitter. Do you, well, and all do you Twitter, or? like, because Sam's the only one who does the Twitter for the show, and as far as I know, I think he only Twitters about hockey. I, <laughs> and I, yeah, I wonder if yeah. you guys do the same thing. I'm kind of the same. Twittering yeah. about hockey. Yeah, yeah generally, yeah. All right. It's really um, your best use of Twitter is yeah. just complain about, you know. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to close off uh, the murder-themed show with uh, a song by Neil Young. I'm going to play uh, Pocahontas. This is actually one of my favorite Neil Young Because, yeah, I really like this song. Figured it, yeah, it fits the theme. Some murder 
Some genocide. Some genocide. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming. We're thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Woo. And uh, thanks for having me here to listen to some cool music I haven't heard before. All awesome. right. Thanks. Icy sky at night, paddles cut to water in a long and hurried flight from the white man to the fields of green and the homeland we've never seen. They killed us in our teepee. Cut our women down They might have left some babies Crying on the ground But the fire stills And the wagons come And the night falls On the setting sun We massacred With my Indian rug and a pipe to share See